This is the Power of Genetics podcast, the podcast designed to help visionary practitioners build a more successful practice, transform more lives, and lead their patients into the future of personalized health. In each episode, I'll interview successful practitioners and leading thought leaders who will share their insights and expertise to help you prepare your practice for what lies ahead. I'm your host, Dr. Yael Jaffe, and now let's get into today's episode. A big warm welcome to Dr. Carrie Jones, who has joined me today on the Power of Genetics podcast. I have been waiting a long time to talk to Carrie. She had to delay a few times, but I hung in there and it is well worth it. The last podcast of season two. Welcome, Carrie, to the Power of Genetics podcast. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad we were able to reschedule because I just love talking with you. So this is going to be great. You do realize I had to move like whole continents to come here to be able to interview you at like a decent hour of the day. So, you know, you're the first podcast, are you? And not only are you, we're in the same state. We established we're we're in the same same state. state. Just hours apart. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's not late at night for me and it's not early in the morning for me. So, it's absolutely perfect. (laughs) I should make total, complete sense. So, Carrie, I know that I mentioned it earlier and I'm just going to kind of say it again that what we really want to do is we really want to get a sense of who you are. I am on a personal level completely fascinated by your career. And I'm just going to give like my little two cents worth and then I'm really going to hand over to you and I'm going to kind of listen. But people always say to me, how did you get so lucky to be an expert in nutrigenomics? Mm. And I and I love that word lucky because there is an element of luck, mm-hmm. but there was also like 25, 35 years of work that suddenly kind of got me to where I am and and making choices along the way. So I am so fascinated by your journey. I can't speak for you because I don't know the story, but there's always a defining moment and either it's a personal health story or it's an external event, but there's usually a story. And I want to talk a little bit about who you are now, but before we get to that, if you don't mind sharing, how did you begin this journey? That And maybe what we should actually do, and forgive me to do this because I'm, I'm so excited to hear about you that... <laughs> Just tell us what you do. Tell us what you do. Tell us about your work because you're such an expert in in hormones, endocrinology. You're a naturopathic physician. Just give us a little snippet on that. I completely forgot to do that part. And then we'll go back and we'll talk about how you actually got to be this this expert that you are. (laughs) Well, I can actually do a quick little timeline to take it because my defining moment is funny. I grew up in the South in the United States. I grew up in Kentucky. Uh, I wasn't born there, but I was raised there for a number of years. And so my health ed, health education, sex education introduction was by our football coach, who was male. And you can imagine a room for, of women, teenage women, learning about health ed, sex ed from the football coach in the South. And so that kind of kicked off the, I have no idea what I'm doing. This is probably not appropriate. And he would make the, he had daughters. So he would make these really funny, try to be relatable stories around his daughters and their clothes and their hairspray and their hormones. And I came out of it like, I, I don't know what's going on with my body. And so as I progressed through college, university, I was always the one that people were like, you're probably going to, we didn't call it holistic medicine. We didn't know what it was back then, but they were like, you're probably going to own a spa. You're like, you're probably going to go into massage therapy. That's the closest relation they had. Like, you're probably, like, you're so, 
what they meant was holistic, but they didn't have that word. And so when I found naturopathic medicine, I jumped in. I knew that I was going to conventional school. I was headed to conventional school to be an MD. Decided not to. That's not the way my brain thought about health. Found naturopathic, decided to become a naturopathic doctor. And in the program, right away, I got connected with my mentor, who's an expert in women's health and hormones. And I was just fascinated because it was all the things as, as a woman I finally got to learn. And just because it's common doesn't mean it's typical or normal or healthy for that matter. And I learned all these things. And as I told people what I learned, they didn't know it either. Full grown adults were like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that existed. I didn't know that was common. I didn't know it's supposed to work that way. Nobody taught me. And I continued on that hormone endocrinology route in practice in Portland, Oregon for years. And then I, up until very recently, I was the medical director for Precision Analytical, which was the, the creators of the Dutch test, which is the dried urine comprehensive hormone test. So I lived and breathed and lectured and researched hormones for years. And now I have uh, jumped and I am the head of medical education at a U.S. company called Rupa Health, and they're a lab-based platform. So not only do I represent Dutch, but also like tests like yours and other tests. And I get to be a facilitator to all these great tests versus just one test. I get 20 plus tests that I get to play with and educate and learn about throughout my day. And I still, I still have the conversation all day. I meet complete strangers, you know, they're like, oh, what do you do? I'm a doctor. What kind of doctor? Oh, I, hormones, you know, hormones. And complete strangers are like, can I ask you a question? Is it this hap- Is this normal? Is this what I do? Like, what do I do? I, in fact, I was joking the other day. I was going through customs back when we could travel more f- easily. I was going through customs in London, and you know, they ask you, "Why are you here? What are you doing? What do you do to vet to make sure you're not a serial killer?" And I said, "I'm a doctor. I'm here for a conference. I'm, a, you know, what kind? I'm a hormone doctor." And this man, this very elderly customs man, was like can I ask you a question about testosterone? Like right in customs in London. And I was like, sure, <laughs> please don't arrest me. <laughs> you know, like whatever gets me through. I'll, exactly. I'll answer any question. Yeah, I'll you answer have. anything you want. If you're going to rush me, <laughs> this is great. So, and I just wish and find that so many people don't understand the basics of their body, not just hormones, but everything. And that's really what Im- got me into it. And then got me excited and really em- empowers me to like go out and teach people about themselves and how it works. I mean, it sounds like it was always your journey, that there was uh-huh. never going yeah. to be anything else. It was always going to be health in some yes. format or version or, yes. I mean, you, and, and hormones was also sounds like there was some inevitability to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was That's, fascinated. Hormones made sense to mm-hmm. me. You know, some people choose cardiology and heart health and other people choose pediatrics and they want kids and, and, or, you know, bones. So they're arthro. And I'm like, nope, no, nope, (laughs) no, (laughs) but I get hormones that it clicks very easily for me. And I can turn around and explain hormones and hormones is so common. How many times do you hear people say, I just my hormones. I feel hormonal. There's something on my hormones. I don't know. So that's where I landed. It's a really big deal. So Please don't take this the wrong way, but that's one of the more boring stories that I've heard. Like, <gasps> yeah, no, we usually hear these like big dramas where oh, no. you know, I was no. studying, I was a lawyer about to like, and, and then suddenly I had this epiphany and change. Like you knew what you needed to yep. do and you knew what your journey was and you just went at the, what's interesting, but they are very interesting things about you. So that kind of part is a little bit 
like, okay, there's not a, great, a very interesting story there. But what is interesting about you is, well, two things. So first of all, you've always been a, so in my professional career, when I think of Dr. Carrie Jones, I think of Dutch. And that's why it's so exciting. You're on day five. Day five, day five because new, today, yes. Day and I, of course, am completely delighted because at 3x4, we get to work with you now mm -hmm. because we're working with Rupert. But I've always associated with Dutch and Dutch for me was, you know, one of those tests that really took functional testing to kind of next level. You know, yeah. it really, and over the years just got better and better and better and better and, and really defines how we can use functional testing for deep dive understanding of our patients. So I think, you know, your work there and your association, I, I actually, I don't know who's going to listen to this podcast, but I actually thought you were Dutch. Like there wasn't anyone else in the company. <laughs> I get, I, I have been asked. Only you, yeah, right? It's just me. People they say all the time, um, this is the creator of Dutch, the owner of yeah. Dutch. And, I, and I'm, I'm the founder of Dutch. That's all Mark Newman. Mark Newman is the owner, founder, creator of Dutch. But I was the educator of Dutch. And I you were the spokesperson. Outspoken. The I'm, I'm outspoken, so I just yeah, you obviously a lot better look and speak better and sound better. <laughs> Mark Newman. I haven't met Mark, but he chose you extremely well because oh, as I say, you, you brought Dutch to the world. And I was living in, even in South Africa, we were using Dutch because, you yeah. know, we just, it's mm -hmm. such an incredibly valuable test that really... Um, almost changed the way we can kind of work with hormones in a way that like I'd never understood. So thank you for bringing that to us. Yeah. So what are you going to bring now? So what have you learned in, in your time at Dutch that you can bring? Because Group is a lab aggregator, right? So they go out, mm -hmm. they look for the best, 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 best possible tests. And I say that, of course, because... Like 3X4. I'm the best genetic <laughs> test, right? Obviously. Um, their tech is fantastic. Absolutely. The user experience is amazing. But why would you now pivot? Because it is a pivot for you. It's a big pivot. Um, a going big pivot. from being an absolute specialist expert hormone to having to be an expert now on a broad range of tests and educate a huge number of practitioners that are bringing into Rupert. Like, why the pivot now? Because you were like the biggest fish in the pond. In kind of, <laughs> okay, not the biggest, like... I can see Sarah, Dr. Sarah Godfrey going, yes, yes. I'm, I'm kind no. of a big, big fish in <laughs> She's a huge fish, yes. Yeah. She's a huge fish. Okay, I mean, but she's you tiny, but like pond. big fish. Yes. I know. <laughs> so she's like, you're in the same pond with Sarah. Right. And now you're like, actually, I'm stepping out of this pond and I'm going to go and like swim in the ocean. You're like, I, I think yeah, I'm, I'm swimming works. through the canal towards the ocean. So yeah. it's all connected, yeah. right? The whole, all, all of the functional medicine integrative, whatever you want to call it is extremely connected. And so when the opportunity came up with Rupa, honestly, pivot is a good word. Uh, so I didn't leave the pond. I've just pivoted to a bigger platform. And I don't need to be the expert on every single test that's offered, but I am beyond excited to take what I know already and have been a part of Dutch for so long, uh, amplify that at Rupa, but then get to further facilitate like people like you, right? Like I will have you on our podcast. I will have you on our Instagram live talking about genetics and because it's not my area of expertise and it doesn't have to be, but I love talking and you know, I feel pretty relational and I am pretty excited to educate. Rupa's big goal is to bring root cause medicine to everybody. And in order to bring it to everybody, it has to be like approachable, down to earth, practical, affordable. And I want to be a part of that. Dutch is amazing in the hormone realm. 
a hundred percent, whether it's your male or female hormones, your stress hormones, they've got it nailed, but it's a part of functional integrative root cause medicine field, whatever you want to say. And I love the mission. The, the mission of, of Rupa was just broader and required somebody to take all this, to make these relationships with educators, labs, thought leaders, what have you, and literally bring it to the public, bring it to the masses. And that's what I'm really excited to do. So that when somebody is going to their conventional doctor and they say, well, I heard this podcast or I saw this you know, webinar or I read this article that talked about this thyroid test or this genetic test, or it's probably my thyroid or excuse me, my hormones. And this is when I should tell, like they're, they're empowered and educated for themselves to, to speak up for themselves and to get answers and help so they don't feel crummy anymore. And so that's really what drew me in to pivoting to the attached pond. We're going ocean. Um, ocean's a big theme for me, always is, swimming in the ocean. Yes. So I'm going to go well, with now that. You're but, uh, another city by the ocean. Exactly. Right? Get yeah, a, whole, a lot of places to, to trial my open water swimming in. So the, the thing that excites me about the way you educate. So everyone that I've interviewed in, in the, this podcast is an educator. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. And I think the one thing that draws all of you together is impact. You know, I always talk about like impact, purpose, and growth. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're usually we're driven by purpose. We're looking to have an impact and we want to obviously grow this different healthcare. Mm-hmm. And I see this incredible potential, exactly as you do in your role in Rupa, to be able to extend your impact and really reach a bigger audience. Mm-hmm. But what fascinates me so much about your work is the very unique style and authenticity <laughs> that you bring to your now. I'm not, it's not a joke, Carrie. It's not a joke. I mean, it's funny because you're right. funny. Because right. Right. that's so why I'm laughing. <laughs> you're like the funniest person in healthcare, right? <laughs> you and Mary Purdy, like Mary <laughs> Purdy is also yes. historical, right? Yes. And I, everyone else is so serious. Mm-hmm. So I get this message from my friend, like, like, have you seen Carrie Jones on Instagram? I'm like, I'm not so good on social media. One sec. And I go and I watch, well, you cracked me up completely. I'm like, <laughs> Is this the same Dr. Carrie Jones that I know from Dutch? Like, right. I need to check you're the same person, right? I'm like, this is awesome. Like, mm-hmm. you had me at like, hello. Because <laughs> here's the thing. Like, here's the story. I went to a conference, presented at a conference years ago, and I don't do makeup. Like, I do Patagonia jumpers and jeans, Right. But when I go to conferences, I had this idea in my head that I had to stand on a stage, dress in a certain way, look a certain thing, wear like make, and I had to, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I had to yeah. bring Present this a seriousness. Yeah. I'm yes. a scientist, chief science officer, PhD, and I, I'm, the way I behaved, the way I spoke, and the way I dressed and looked had to reflect that. Mm-hmm. And I came back from one conference feeling quite depressed about that because mm. I felt that I hadn't been authentic to myself. Mm. I hadn't represented myself in an authentic way and that I felt that there was a pressure to do that. And then you come along and you go, actually, I am brilliant. I know a whole lot of stuff about hormones and I'm going to bring something completely different to the way that I educate. Now, I had a look at your profile and there's a couple of things (laughs) that just cracked me up, right? 
So the first thing is I wear heels and I take homes. Love that. <laughs> yeah, of course. But the thing that I really loved is you use the word entertain. And I think mm-hmm. that's what I'm seeing in you that I don't see anywhere else except in Mary Purdy, which is being able to take this extraordinary knowledge that you have and bring it to us, whether it's me as a practitioner scientist or to a consumer and keep me entertained. So where does this come from? How did you, how did you find this? So um, it's, <laughs> I all the time I say to my husband, I'm funny. <laughs> I just announce it to him. I'm funny. I, I don't know if you know this, but I'm funny. My parents have always said it. My parents are like, you always have brought energy and, and fresh air into the room. You've always just charged in flat, I, dimples, flashed your dimples and, you know, just went about it. I also have the sense of humor of a 16 year old boy. I think everything is funny. I think everything is inappropriate. And I'm in my forties. I'm in my forties and I'm cracking up at, you know, totally inappropriate jokes. And, and I realized a long time ago, long time ago in patient care, we are taught that in medical school, we're taught being professional and how, you know, like everything is very sciencey and it's very stuffy. And when you work with hormones, when you've got a menopausal, a perimenopausal woman who's like, you know, vaginas, right? F it's that, like that, F this, F him, F her, you know, you know, exactly. and, and my vagina's dry. You, you can't yeah. help but like burst out laughing. I can't take hormones seriously. And I attracted the patients who did that. I had attracted patients who were like, so yesterday I ate all the chocolate, two glasses of wine, had a panic attack, you know, and like, we're just funny about it. And they're like, so fix me. Here I am. You know, like, haha, fix me. And so when I lecture about it, it has, I make it relatable because everybody in the room, most of the people who go to the doctor are women in the first place. Um, right. And they're in our field there. It's a, it's a fair number of women as well. And it's relatable. And if it's relatable and it's funny, you're going to remember it. And, and so I found that years ago with my patients, I had patients who said, thank you for explaining it in English. And that really, I had one in particular who said that she said, you're the first person to ever explain this to me where I understood. And I went, Oh Yeah you're right. Nobody does that. And so I made sure moving forward, I learned analogies and I like, and I don't mean brought it down. Like some, like my patient was not intelligent, but they're not in the field of medicine. And so just like, if I was talking to an engineer, I would, I don't speak engineer speak. I would hope they would be able to bring it way down for me to understand. And I have a blast creating this funny stuff. I think of funny stuff all the time. And I, you know, when you're talking about boobs, you know, when you're talking about mood swings, when you're talking about the vagina, when you're talking about fertility or sex, or it's it's for a lot of women, it's annoying and they laugh about it with their friends. And so I'm like, yeah, let's just, let's just relate. Let's just relate. Why be stuffy about it? Cause if it's, if it's just like estrogen, you know, is a hormone made by the ovaries and estrogen does these three things. Women are like, meh, whatever. But if I'm like, estrogen is, you know, here's what you right? Like she comes in with a crown and she's got a feather boa and you know, she's being a drama queen like that. And everyone's like, Oh yeah, I can tell when my estrogen's out of whack. She's those things. Then it's relatable. Now, am I for everybody? No, (laughs) I definitely get feedback that are like, you need to be more professional. I'm like, "Eh, I guess I'm not for you. Not for you. And I think, so I think that's where the courage comes in, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, 
that's a lesson because it, it sounds like for me, this is just who you are. This is how you've mm-hmm. always been. You were like probably the funny kid in class and you had the confidence and the courage of your convictions to just carry on and be that and say, well, if it doesn't suit you, like if, if that's not your style and you want, you know, I once had a doctor, no names will be mentioned, right? Okay. No names. Okay. And I was talking to him about the genetic test and he was wearing a white coat. First thing, right? Yeah. So he says to me, I don't like your report, your genetics report. I said, oh, okay, that's cool. You know, lots of people don't like it. Just said, I'm really interested. Why? He says, it's it's too (laughs) user-friendly. So I said, excuse me? He says, yeah. He says, I don't want my patients to be able to understand anything. He says, I'm the doctor and I have the knowledge. They need to feel like they can't understand anything I give them. Otherwise, they won't respect what I have to teach them. Ouch. So I don't like your report because it's not intimidating enough. I was like, A, brilliant, we're not going to work together. This is awesome. But B, you just gave me like the best compliment I could ever have. And it's the same thing. It's like, we're not for everyone, mm-hmm. right? We're not mm-hmm. for everyone. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it, but I love the the confidence and the like you're so unique. And I I mean anyone who hasn't watched your Instagram post should do so right now. Follow you on Instagram <laughs> because you're about the only one I follow because it's so refreshing to and I'm like in my 50s, perimenopausal, like. I'm hearing and I'm laughing with you and I'm not laughing. I'm laughing at myself because I'm the conversation you're having with me is what I'm having with my friends. It's exactly what you're saying. Right. But right. now I'm having it with someone who actually knows what they're talking about. Right. Who actually right. speaks the language. So one of the reasons I have been so excited to speak to you is just to thank you for that, for bringing Aww. that into our space, because we need to let other practitioners know that it's okay to be themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You don't have to be the serious, stuffy, black jacket, heels, like smooth hair. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, you're not less of a practitioner because you're not bringing that. Sorry, right. I had to say that. I've been waiting to say that for <laughs> Thank so you. long. Thank you. I so appreciate it. I will say, I think a lot of practitioners in that field, mostly because they tell me, uh, they're really intimidated by social media. So they may be, I know them in yeah. real life and they are funny and they are entertaining their patients love them but you put a camera on them and they're like i don't know what to do i don't know yeah. what, like i don't know what to do i i this i don't know what button to push we aren't taught social media in it or marketing or branding or any of that in any kind of medical school and so now to come out for a you know a doctor who's been around a while is like ugh, we didn't have social media that many years ago you know that could do this and so I have had colleagues reach out to me and go, how do you do that? Oh, what's, <laughs> how did you well, learn that? Let's, let's, <laughs> let's get some advice. I mean, you're, you're in your forties, you're not in your twenties. So right? you're not like a little millennial who knows this stuff. Right. So what is the advice that you would give to anyone listening to this? who's saying, you know, actually I am funny or I really do have something to offer, but I'm terrified of the social media space. What's the advice that you would, how did you get to, to where yeah. you are? 
I did a lot of study. I took a lot of like, honestly, free classes. I watched to see what a lot of people did, not even in our field, just other fields to, to see. And then what I tell people is just jump in, but it's okay to jump in like with just your foot. You know, I, I had a practitioner write me and say, I don't like my face on camera, but I know I need to start doing that. What would you recommend? And I said, just do a little five minute video where you're talking about one thing, like a nutrient, pick a nutrient, do a quick five minute video and post it. It doesn't have to be funny, just a straight, like a couple facts. Did you know? And then just ease yourself into full on reels or whatever you TikTok or, or lives or whatever you do and move from there. And I've been the Instagram live, which is, you know, the live video format. So I have been the like the bubble popper for a lot of people who are like, I've never done this before. Can you be my first? I'm like, of course I will host. I will have you on. I will teach you what to do. I'll like, we'll make it really comfortable. And then poof, you've done one and now you can go forward. And I've had a number of colleagues who've gone, you were my first. And that's what it took. I didn't like, I didn't know what I didn't know. And then moved on, you know, and, and then they're able to go forward from there. And I'm, you know, happy to help. I've taken screenshots of things and circled them. It's this button, you know, do this thing. <laughs> um, I have someone who helps me with that stuff. Otherwise I'd be just as bad. Like it's, yeah, it's I didn't, stuff I didn't know. I mean, yeah, I, it's all me. I, I do it. Uh, Rupa may be a little bit different, but at Dutch, I, I did it all uh, for, for me, for my account. And like I said, like, if, you know, if you're a friend and colleague and you're like, how did you learn to do that? I'm like, Ooh, lots of trial and error, lots of YouTube videos. <laughs> And here I'll screenshot on YouTube. There's probably like Coursera courses you can do on getting going on social media because I see that a lot with practitioners. They're like, I need to be on social media. I don't know how. So we be, you know, we go to the point like we we create posts for them, we write blogs for them that they just need to kind of put their name in and send it out. And but the reality is like the information's out there and it's incredibly powerful. And it's hard. A friend of mine hired a media marketing company for a month and they were to, they did all his posts and all these things. And after his first post, I wrote him and I said, this is crap. First of all, it's crap. Second of all, it's not your voice. Yeah, exactly. They did another post, right. You know, and it just didn't sound like I know him. And I was like, this isn't you. I said, you know, pay me the money, just thousands of dollars, like, pay me. I will do it. I know your voice. We'll make it sound like you. And I think that's another hard thing is that people pay and then walk away. And so all the posts, it doesn't, it's, they're not really that authentic because it's not their voice, however their voice is, you don't have to be funny. It's just being you. Just and I think you, being you. when yeah. you don't have that in there, when it's scripted by a ghostwriter over after a while, I think people start to be like, meh, it's kind of boring. And if they know you, like, like, the that's same, not really you. Thing. Yeah. So I had a, a great story that the team needed some photographs of me for social media. Mm-hmm. So they organized a photographer, a hairstylist, a makeup stylist. Anyway, off we went I was allowed to bring my own clothes, although they didn't go down very well. And anyway, came up with a whole lot of photographs of the like the entire sheet. I think there was one that I liked. I hated everyone else. <laughs> so because it wasn't me, right? It just, I don't wear makeup. Like, it just right. felt wrong to me. Mm-hmm. So, then, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to not tell anyone this time and I'm going to organize it myself. Mm-hmm. So I organized it with the photographer and I took my child with me, who is a 12-year-old kind of gender exploring non-binary kind of anime semi-goth I don't know mm-hmm. and I went to a friend's house and picked up all this stuff from their much nicer wardrobe because mine was all in a container waiting to move to America and we went off the trip and and we did a photo shoot 
with my clothes and her clothes and my child, who's 12 years old and did my hair and helped dress me. Mm-hmm. And we had an absolute ball. Yeah. We had an yeah. absolute ball and mm-hmm. they were so much better. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the lesson here is that you don't need the fancy agencies and you don't mm-hmm. need the fancy photographers and you don't need like a fancy, you just need a ring light mm-hmm. and an iPhone some YouTube videos and you need to talk about what you know. And I think, yeah. you know, you really brought such a lightness and a freshness to the field that I know we're supposed to be talking about how brilliant you are and you are brilliant, <laughs> but I just, I'll take, I'll take I, entertaining, but I, but I do think what you've brought, you've changed and challenged a paradigm. And I think that's magical, you know, and I think oh. we have a lot to thank you. I, I'd love to see you on stage. When are you speaking I at a conference? I get asked that a lot. So this year's a little different, just working for Rupa as opposed to Dutch. So that transition and, you know, with COVID, a lot of the, some of the in-person stuff is all canceled or online. Yeah. So to be and determined. Well, let me know, please. To Will be you determined. let me know when you're speaking live? I've got to come yeah. hear you live. Yes. That's got to be yes. something. So I've like, this has been completely self-indulgent to ask you all these questions, but anyway, moving on. All right, let's your podcast. (laughs) It's my podcast and I can do what I want to. Okay, but let's talk about genetics because we did an amazing, it wasn't actually me, it was my colleague, Annalie Smith and Nikki, who did an amazing kind of webinar with you a while back, wasn't such Mm -hmm. a long time ago, where we looked at hormones from a genetic Mm -hmm. point of view, Mm -hmm. Dutch point of view, and then integration. And and it really was an amazing experience, kind of how we integrate genetics into the greater functional medicine, functional testing space. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons why we're so excited to work with Rupa is because genetics and testing go beautifully together. They're like really like what do you say? Peanut butter and jelly. We say yes. peanut butter and jam, but you say peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> so let's talk, just let's finish up because I could talk about you all the time, but let's just talk a little bit about genetics mm-hmm. as this is the power of genetics podcast. And what is your sense about, especially in your role in medical directed education and Rupa, of what role genetics plays in this kind of health journey that we've been discussing? I, I think it plays a huge role. Now what's interesting is I think having come from a hormone background, you know, we get asked the question, how long am I going to have to be on these supplements or this thing or that thing? And why is my estrogen this way? Like what is going on, you know, with this? And at at Dutch, we look at your estrogen detoxifications, uh, some of it, some of it. So we're looking at your phase one and your phase two. And so it's sort of active in the moment what's happening. And then when you layer over a genetics test on it, and I can say, okay, you actually do have an upregulated what's CYP1B1, which is the naughty one that's concerning. So if you were to go on estrogen or the estrogen that you have right now, that's causing all your crappy PMS symptoms, like we have to be really pretty aggressive because compared to somebody else, your body is choosing the naughty pathway and genetically, like genetically that's what's happening. And I'm seeing on your test report, we need to be super extra cautious with you or aggressive. I should say, we need to be a little more aggressive with what, how we address this. And so I know, I know there are practitioners who are maybe like iffy on genetic reports. Cause they're like, well, the genetic report, like as the saying goes like that just loads the gun. It doesn't, you know, doesn't really like pull the trigger. And I'm like, wow, but it gives so much information of what you like how easily that trigger can be pulled or what you could be up against or what, because you do it in categories. And so you can look at it and, you know, example of like, holy crap, a lot of your hormonal genetic information is in the red. (laughs) So 
for, for now and your future, we really need to pay. This is something you will have to actively pay attention to for the rest of your life. Don't blow it off. And since I'm all about education and empowering the person, it just gives them extra information about themselves. It's a, their genetics. It's not their sister's genetics. It's not their husband's genetics. It's not their kid's genetics. It's their genetics and they can go, they can choose to be proactive about it. And that's what I love about genetics because everyone that I feel interacts with me on social media wants to know, they want to be empowered. They want to be proactive. They don't know how. And I think having a, the, the genetic information is super helpful. It's super helpful. So they can do something about it. Let's say it's a screening tool. It's not all the answers. Yeah but it's yeah. a great screening tool. Well, mm-hmm. I think that's an excellent end. I'm going to finish up now because we spoke so much about social media. We're going to finish up with just one thing. One thing you would give to all those practitioners out there who are starting off on their journey, who really want to land up being invited onto the podcast mm-hmm. because they've had such a fantastic impact in the field. What is the one thing that you would leave with them? Honestly, um, and this is what I say to practitioners all the time, no matter what it is, just do it. Be like Nike, just do it. And I mean that in stop, stop spending money on programs to try to become an, but never actually implementing, right? Like it's time to implement. Don't worry about being a social media expert. Just dive in. It's how you're going to learn, right? You had to learn to swim by getting in the water. You can't lay in the floor and practice. So whatever it is, and even if it's a condition, genetics, you want to learn about genetic testing, run a 3X4, reach out, like be active about it. Be proactive, just do it because. You can take all the courses, read all the books, listen to all the wonderful podcasts. But if you've never run a test and done something with it, it's not the same. So no matter what, whatever you're teetering on right now, when you're listening to this, this is your sign to do it, to just do it. Jump in. Couldn't Mm -hmm. agree more. Dr. Carrie Jones, thank you very much. It's been an absolute delight. Love chatting to you. Looking forward to seeing you in person. In person. Hopefully just a couple of hours drive away. I'll make time for coffee. Looking for any excuse to explore my new, my new, <laughs> Your new stomping ground. Exactly. And looking forward to seeing you on stage. So please let me know. And looking forward to working with you at Rupert. Very much. Likewise. So. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Right. Same to you. Thank you for listening to the Power of Genetics podcast, brought to you by 3X4 Genetics. For more episodes, please visit 3x4genetics.com slash podcast. And if you are a licensed health practitioner who would like to apply to join our network of over 1,000 like-minded visionary practitioners, please visit 3x4genetics.com slash apply.